Let's open with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you total reins in this place today. Let your will go forth. Let us be wise to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let the words come forth and resonate in our hearts and take root, Father, and grow and produce in us what we were called to be, warriors for the kingdom, children of God, walking in power and authority and the calling of God. Father, I pray now that this vessel be yours. The words and thoughts of my body and my mind be yours, Father. Let nothing come forth that is not of you, Lord. I pray your hand and anointing upon each and every facet of this service. An enemy of ours, I give you notice. You are not allowed in this building. In the name of Jesus, you must flee. For the Holy Spirit rules and reigns in this place. Every soul that walks through that door, let the love of God overcome them. Let them see it and hear it in us, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit flow freely upon this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So we have been talking in the last months or so about who we are in God, who God is, what we're called, what, what our calling is today is one of the themes that I want to talk about, last week we talked about being peculiar people. We are peculiar because we don't operate like the world. We don't look like, talk like, act like, behave like the world. We act like and behave like children of God. And today I want to talk about one thing that keeps us from being that. And I want to talk about being unteachable. Unteachable. That is the title today, Unteachable. And God brought me to Isaiah 6. And this is a very familiar verse and chapter that we all know where Isaiah sees the Lord in the temple. And this is Isaiah's calling to do what he must do. But I want you to understand who he was called to and what kind of heart that they had. Unteachable. And Isaiah 6 In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Now, the scholars talk about the book of Isaiah as like a courtroom session. God is bringing charges against his children, and he's laying out the foundations of what the charges are. But in the middle of these, he's always interrupting it, and he's calling like a sidebar, and he's saying, but... Let's consider this. Let me show you what I'll do if you change your ways. But Isaiah is getting his calling, and I want to talk about this. It says, Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, with twain covering their face, which means two, with twain covering their feet, and twain did they fly. Now, that is very significant. That shows that the seraphims, the angels, they only see and do what God calls them to do. In his presence, they stand ready. Child of God, that's a call for you. You don't go by what you see. You don't walk by sight. You don't walk anywhere. The Holy Spirit doesn't lead you. But you are ever present and ready to go. Child of God, that's your calling. To do the will of God according to his way and his will. And said, and one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the doors moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. 
holy, holy, holy. That's the kind of God we serve. Remember, he said, I be ye holy as I am holy. It's a call. You are called to be holy. We talked about that last week. You are peculiar because you live a holy life. Or you should. Or you should. And then said, I woe is me for I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes has seen the Lord and seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And then flew one of the seraphims into him, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from off the altar. The angel couldn't even touch the coal. He couldn't touch it. But watch what he does. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. I have read that a million times. And I never thought about the consequences other than being cleansed. Do you know when you allow God's word to transform you, it causes some changes in your life. Could you imagine this prophet, this Isaiah, trying to preach and teach after he had experienced the hot coal on his lips? Would that not change and deform things just a little bit? That's why you're different. That's why each and every person that stands up here and teaches and preaches the word, we eat that first. Yes, I look a little different. Yes, I behave a lot different. Because that code has been applied to my life and it has left a scar of holiness that I have to adhere to. And so do you. Each and every one of you. You are called to be holy. I know it's painful. Heck, I know it's painful. I've lived it. It's okay to be teachable. It's going to hurt a little bit. I know it. But it's God's will for a holy nation because he knows what the other side of that coin is, is outside of his will. And we're going to talk about it. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? That's his call every day. Are you going to choose me and my way? Are you going to choose life? Are you going to choose death outside of my will? There's only two. There's only goats and sheep. There is no in between. You can't ride the fence. You cannot ride the fence. The time is coming. The time is short. It's going to be apparent who's in and who's out. Who's trying to be both. Holy Spirit (laughs) reveals that real quick. Don't think that you're getting away with it because your life is telling a different story. And then says, I hear I am. Send me. Are you willing to be scarred for the kingdom? Are you willing to be changed? This is no game. Eternity is forever. It never ends. Never ends. You may think you're living it high on the hog, as we call it, in the mountains for your short 70 or 80 year life. And some of us don't even get that. Eternity is forever. 
it's forever. And he says, go and tell. He says, then said, here I am, send me. You notice he had an experience before he even went. Are you willing for that hot coal to sear your life? Do you imagine what kind of life he tried to preach and teach with after that hot coal was on his lips? I imagine not only did he look different, he sounded a little different too. That's what happens when you allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. And you walk in the calling that you were called to be, holy child of God. And he said, go and tell these people, this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and their Shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and convert and be healed. I want to talk to you today about being unteachable. Unteachable. When I read that passage the other day, it just resonated in my body for a while. I thought it was interesting. He said they were fat. I almost called this sermon, Are You Fat? I was afraid people would take it the wrong way. What does fat mean in this verse? It means to be dull, heavy, stupid, and unteachable. That's what it means. Dull, heavy, stupid, and unteachable. Looks great. They look great in their own eyes, though, don't they? They live in that fat life. Come on. They were living in both worlds. They would come in on Sundays and worship and do their thing and shout and praise the Lord and walk out the door and meet the devil on the outside and live the rest of the week like that. They thought that was good enough. Uh, uh, uh. It's really, it says, yeah, yeah, it's just, unt- let's go back to chapter one. Uh, the definition of fat in the Hebrew at that time was dull, heavy, Stupid and unteachable. Dull, heavy, stupid, and unteachable. Look it up. That's what it says. I didn't say it. (laughs) What the word says. That's in the Hebrew translation. Go to Isaiah 1. Let's talk about these children. He's talking about a rebellious child. Rebellious children. He's talking about his own kids. He ain't talking about the world. He's not even talking about the world. They're supposed to be that way. Come on. Let's read Isaiah 1, verse 2. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O God, for the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children. Notice that. He nourished and brought them up. He gave them everything they need. And they have rebelled against me. The oxen knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doeth not know my people, doeth not consider. An awful, oh, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquities, a sin, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backwards. It means they were going forwards, but now they're going backwards. Why shall ye be stricken any more? 
you will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of your, the feet, even into the head, there is no soundness in it. No soundness. It's, it doesn't think soundly. But wounds and bruises and petrifying sores, they have not been closed. Neither bound up. Neither mollified with ointment. It testifies to our day right now. We come because we have these wounds and we have these sores and we want a temporary solution, but we walk out the door and we turn on what God has told us to do and we can incur more and more injury from the enemy from our own stupid decisions. Living the fat life, right? Looks good on the outside. I'm putting in my time. I'm going to the altar. I'm going to pray, but I'm not going to apply that ointment to my wound. I'm going to sit out here and scratch it and feed it and then cry about why I am the way I am. It's somebody else's fault but my own. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your, your land, strangers devour it in your presence. You know why you can't keep no money? Is because you don't know how to tithe. You don't know how to give an offering unto the Lord. You're being devoured by the devourer. That's biblical. Talk to me after church. If you want to see it, I'll show it to you. Come on. Come on. That's, that's part of it. It says your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land strangers devour it in your presence. It's because you don't know how to tithe and give to God what is His. He gave it to you. Do you want to know why the car keeps breaking down, everything in the house keeps breaking down, why there doesn't seem to be enough? Baby, look at your tithes. I can guarantee you there's a problem there. You are not giving to God what belongs to Him. He only asks for a tenth of it. Only a tenth. That's a dollar out of ten. McDonald's gets that every day and more. I put that much in my belly at lunch. Priorities. It is desolate as overthrown by strangers. And the daughters of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. That's taken by force, baby. Except the Lord of hosts has left unto us a very small remnant. We should have been as Sodom and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Lord says, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. He's referring to them as something that's not good. Give ear unto the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. We all know what happened to them and what kind of life those cities had, right? To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifice unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of ram and the fat of fed beast, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain obligations." Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. 
It is iniquity, even the solemn meetings, your new moons and your appointed feast, my soul hateth. They are trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Ye, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from mine, before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Lean to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed and judge the fatherless. Plead for the widows. Are you unteachable? Are you one of those that's just coming in and you're keeping the ordinances, the Sabbath, bringing your lamb and your bullocks? Asking for forgiveness, but going right back out into it. You're unteachable. He says, you have blood on your hands. I am going to turn my face from you. And I am not even going to hear your prayers. Is that where you want to live? I have lived my life in those places. And I'm telling you, it's a dark, dark place. There is no life. Nothing but death. Have you ever got up and felt death in the room? Have you felt his presence all day long? Wondering who in you are you next? I have nothing. I see nothing. You can meet people and they speak nothing but death. You know who they're running with, don't you? I don't care if they call themselves Christian. I don't care if they walk this pulpit. You cannot be a child of God and death live within you or with you and be comfortable with it. Rebellious children, they are forsaking the Lord. They are false worshipers and phony worshipers. <laughs> oh, you think it's so good you down here doing your little dance to the little tune that we play. That makes me sick, by the way, because I know most of them don't even have the lives that they need. They're walking out here crying the rest of the week. Baby, you ain't walking in no power. Paul told Timothy and those that don't rock with the power, stay away from. That's my translation. Stay away from. You wonder why people don't call you back? Baby, we see the wolves in sheep clothing. Do not think that you're pulling the wool over anybody's eye. God is revealing it to those children of his that will listen. Are you unteachable? Are you unteachable? What did Jesus say? Matthew 15 and 8. Let's bring it into this generation. Isaiah is unique because he not only got to teach and prophesy to two generations, but he is the third generation that he never got to see, and that is the living day situations. He has given the wonderful sermons about the planters and how the word falls on rocky ground and all these wonderful things. And but he he's he's talking about hypocrites. And he says, the people draweth nigh unto me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. 
But in vain they do worship me, teaching from doctrines, for doctrines the commandment of man. That's verses 8 and 9. How are you going to know if somebody's giving you a false doctrine if you can't rightfully discern the word yourself? Child of God is imperative that you know the word. You study it, not just read it. You study it and learn. And you ask if you have questions, but ask of reputable people. Do not think everybody has the right understanding. And he called the multitudes and he said unto them, Hear and understand, not that that which goeth into the mouth defileth the man, but what cometh out of the mouth, this defileth the man. Matthew 13 and 15, Jesus is talking about the, the sower, those parables. But read what he says at the end to the disciples. Because they come to him and they ask him, why are you teaching like this? He says, because it is given unto you, this is verse 11, the mystery to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For who, whosoever hath to him shall be given, and, and he shall have more abundant. But whosoever hath not for him, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they see, they seen, see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And this, and in this, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Elias, that's the light, that's Isaiah, which saith, by hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive for this people's heart is waxed gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes have been closed least at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I shall heal them waxed gross you know what that means that means to be, uh, it's, it's a thickness. It's a thickness, it's a dullness. You know how it's uh, dull ears, closed eyes, that's a thickness that is to thicken or to fatten. Do you remember the fat word? To thicken, to fatten. Wax gross, dull ears, closed eyes, unteachable. Living the fat life, but unteachable. That means they are filled with earthly and sensual desires, and they do not obey the word of God. Unteachable. Luke 6 and 45, Jesus said, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth good, and, and an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart bringeth forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart... His mouth speaks. We choose to be offended by teaching. We choose. That's an unteachable spirit. There are so many things that you can... There is, there, is a, there is a step, if you will see it. It's a failure to follow God's command. Being unteachable leads to arrogance and pride. 
I know more. My way's better. I don't believe that. It leads to insensitivity to sin and sinfulness. Oh, it's just a little sin. Compromise. You become easily offended when someone tries to show you the word. You become resentful. Unable to forgive. Well, I ain't going back there. They're just talking a bunch of gibberish. They're just teaching. You know, they, nobody can walk that walk and live that life. That is an unteachable, hardened heart. And then they become indifference to God's word. The lack of interest and or concern about it. And then the worst part sets in. Unbelief. And they draw away from God. It's a process that hardens of the heart. It don't happen all at one time. But we look at teaching as something terrible. We do. But it's not. It's part of our walk. Do you know how I know that? Go to Matthew 28. And, and you know, the enemy likes to try to get you offended by it so that you will... Uh, so that you'll step outside of God's will. And then before you know it, you're running with all these spirits. And then you're running from God. But Matthew 28, you know, it's a familiar scripture that we quote all the time. Jesus is leaving. He's given, some, um, he's given the instructions to the disciples, which still apply to us today. And Jesus said, verse 18, came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye... There's your command. Go ye, therefore, what are you supposed to do? Teach all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Always. Teach. Did you hear teach? Teach. You know what teach means? Teach means somebody's teaching and I'm having to learn. Teaching is a means by which disciples of Jesus are continually transformed in order to become more like Christ. I know it hurts to come and sit under this ministry. Because I'm learning just like you are. I'm like Isaiah. I had to, I had to endure the hot coal first. That's why Sonia don't look like she did when she started this ministry, but... Six or seven years ago. I don't dress. I don't live. I look a lot different. And not because I have changed in age. But because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit has forbidden me to do and be a certain way. I told you the story before about the clothes. The little shirt that had just, you know, openings right here. and The Holy Spirit wouldn't let me buy it. I was like, it's nothing. He said, I remember the day standing in there looking at that sweater. And he says, I called you higher. I called you higher. I had a choice to make. Was I going to be teachable right then and there? Was I going to endure what my flesh wanted and lose what God had for me? It's as simple as that. It's your clothes what you watch, what you listen to, how you behave. You have choices every day. Do you choose to be teachable? Are you going to endure him turning his face from you and 
and not listening anymore. The call has come out today. We're not in games. We are in warfare. Your soul, my soul, my children's soul, your children's soul, this world, this city, this nation, this state, it depends on you. Do you want to be teachable? Do you want to stay in God's will? It starts with a simple choice. Which side of the fence are you going to operate from? Because you can't ride the middle. He says, I'll turn my face from you. And I won't listen. This is a heavy word today. I know it. I understand it. I had to deal with it this morning. For two days, I've been working on this thing, but I felt like nothing was given to me and nothing was given to me. It's because I was fighting the word myself. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't want you to go to hell on my watch. It's your choice. Are you going to be teachable? It's time to step up. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor, and we thank you for your word today. We thank you that you loved us so much that you're preparing us for what's ahead. Thank you that we're not alone, that you have empowered us and given us everything that we need. But along the way, Lord, we are still growing and learning and being taught. Father, I pray strength for my brothers and sisters, those under the sound of my voice. Help us to step up to the plate when the call is made. Help us to be the children of God because we know, Father, that you see all and know all. I pray your blessings upon each and every one. In Jesus' name.